Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Nigel Knows. I'm Felicia, and we have Tori, our traveler. I'm the gym rat slash foodie, and we have Nika, our nerd. Our resident How is everybody doing today? (laughs) Doing good. I'm doing good. So today's good. I slept all day today. Yeah. When don't, I think of your random facts, even. Nikki, I just hear like the Bill Nye the Science Guy. Like, right? Like, Bill Nye the Science Guy. Bill. 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 I'm gonna have to come up with a little ditty for it. Like get my yes. mic with the echo. Random facts. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you have the mic. Yes. <laughs> So this is going to be kind of a heavy um, episode today, guys. Is it? Yeah. It could be. Yeah. yeah. Are we digging deep? Oh, oh, we, we're digging deep, but you know, we still got to make it funny. We still got to make it funny. I'm but sure we're, we we're got gonna... jokes. Shit, <laughs> 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 there's jokes everywhere. So today's episode is on emotional baggage, past Ooh. traumas. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. With that. yeah. How we get through it, got through it, still dealing with some of it. Everybody yeah. got their therapist yeah. on speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready? We're going to have to talk to somebody after this one because we right. dug up some stuff. Right. I just had right. a podcast and I need I need to get some stuff off my chest. We have a moment. <laughs> She's okay, like, it's after hours. <laughs> like, no, hit me up tomorrow, 8 a.m. Not right. now. No, it's not the time. <laughs> not tonight. No. Okay. <laughs> So how do you guys deal with, like, what emotional baggage have you guys had to work through? Yeah. Are we talking family? Are we talking relationship? Are we talking, <laughs> anything, person? Are we talking childhood traumas? We talking together. Anything right? on, or all of it. <laughs> Child, we, can, we can start. We, let's go back to childhood. Let's do childhood traumas first. Okay. Ooh. Right. Well, um, okay. I'm first. Yeah. (laughs) I think for me, it's like, okay, so when we were going to do this episode, I have to say this, I kind of struggled with a, whether or not I wanted to do it at all. And then B, okay, yes, we're going to do it. But like how personal I want to get, um, because some stuff, I don't want it to seem like my parents, uh, my mom specifically was like a bad person right? It's not like everything was bad. I definitely had fun in my childhood. We did fun things. We laughed. We loved all that good stuff. Um, But some of my stuff, I think, is um, more so feeling like I wasn't heard or if I did speak up, like nobody really cares what I say anyway, Um, because, you know, the other personalities were more dominant than mine. Um, So for me, you know, it was very important to please my parents. So I was, you know, quote unquote, the good one, you know, I was sneaky. I did my people behind pleaser. the scenes, but yeah, definitely a people pleaser, you know, got to get the good grades, got to make sure I'm always following the rules, you know, so that my parents love me if, you know, I'm following the rules. Um, so the, the couple times where I've always been like quiet and reserved, uh, but I distinctly remember like specific instances where I did say how I was feeling and you're just like, you know, being immediately shut down or preached yeah. at or whatever. And so I learned very early on probably like seventh grade was the time it was solidified in my mind like okay so you don't talk about how you feel um just you keep that to yourself because nobody really cares or they're just gonna like preach at you and tell you what you did wrong anyway um gaslighting wow yeah and that was gaslighting yeah um i went to this 
thing do I want to say it I went to this convention thing with my with my mom and like some of her friends and her friends daughters or whatever and I, I if I had gone to a therapist at the time they probably would have said I had depression um so I was like struggling with like suicide and stuff like that so at the conference you know during the altar call you know they pray and they call people up for you can come to the altar for prayer so the lady called out suicide specifically and like everything in me wanted to run up there you know and be like wow. help me you know so I tapped my mom I was like mommy I want to go up there and I was crying and everything so we went up there we prayed afterwards we went to the hotel that her friends were uh, staying in and it was just like they sat me on the bed you know they sat on the other <laughs> bed and my mom was just like so what's the problem and you know she's just like and so to me I don't talk a lot anyway um and if I am going to talk, I'm not going to talk to strangers. I'm going to talk to some of the people that I feel comfortable with. So my family, yes. But I'm not talking to these women that I don't know, you know? Yeah. So it just felt very like, something's wrong with you. You're being selfish, that type of thing. So that day, Aww. like, that's one specific memory that I remember like, okay. so you Almost like your feelings you feel. were being invalidated. Yeah. Don't talk about how you feel. Don't talk about what's going on. Just shut it down and you deal with it on your own. So it took me wow. a very long time to like be able to, even now I struggle with expressing myself. Um, wow but yeah that was the the specific thing I remember being like yeah don't don't talk about your feelings just be unemotional like I got so good at it that I come off as unemotional that's crazy Tori you 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 got one Oh no, I got plenty. Uh, <laughs> that, that was heavy <laughs> no kind of along the same lines I like after a while I yeah no you know like just getting to my 30s you know and realizing that, you know, just getting to a point where I feel like I now have a voice and specifically, uh, Nika, for the same exact reason as a child, really being shut down. But the background of that was just a very hyper-religious family. Um, not going to mention the religion in itself, though I'm sure most people can probably guess what it is. But like, just very religious. Women had their place. The men led it. And, you know, knocking on doors <laughs> the weekend. Yeah. But, you know, most time it's just you're here to you're here to make us look good. And, you know, having to take that and to have that kind of follow you into adulthood and not being able to, you know, express yourself in a way. And that, and that might not even just be like in the hyper-religious setting. That's probably just in general. And actually, it might be more of like a Black cultural kind of Ooh. aspect where as kids you need to behave which also means you need to be quiet you need to be seen and you seen and not heard yeah you need to be quiet you're not here to talk back to adults you're not here to express yourself no once again Nikki, no one cares yeah. so finding my voice now as as a as an adult and struggling with that through like my whole 20s was intense but also kind of like coming to a realization that your parents are just grown folks still trying to make it mm -hmm. still you're, like you're like we see our parents as like this end all be all you know and then our grandparents even being further along like oh they got it down and sin. And sometimes your parents don't be having it together either for absolutely no reason they you know twice your age but they still They're don't still have trying it together. to figure it out yeah. and it's trying to remove them from that pedestal and realize that they probably made mistakes too you know growing up um I think to go a little more personally, I they're dealing with mental health, like with my mom, um, mm -hmm. to go a little bit deeper. There were some things growing up that I'm not close with my mom. 
I'm a daddy's girl by nature, but like my, me and my mom, we never really had for, for, for reasons like that for her own traumas that she's never addressed and no one has ever addressed about her came off in her parenting. And at least for me and her caused a, a rift of not any, not any kind of like bitterness or like pettiness in, in essence, but there's definitely a, you stay over here, you know, high from over here, you know, you know, she's not very touchy feely. My mom didn't do the hug. My dad did not affectionate, Mm -mm, not, not in that way. And it felt almost stunted in a sense. And so I would get that physicality from my dad, even though my mom was super sweet and super nice. And she always, you know, she'll give you her, both her socks off her feet if you needed something to put on your hands. It's like she was very giving, but not affectionate. And I think kind of seeing that was tough. And the way she parented was also kind of at that distance. It was just it, it, small, small things like that. Wow. I think is what I carried from my childhood until now. Also leaving the religion and being, <laughs> and being borderline abandoned <laughs> and, you know, your parents acting like you died just because you made a different decision about your religion. Yeah. Right. But we know how that goes. We're not going to get too much into that, but yeah. we know how that goes. And it, it's still it baggage. Be... It's definitely yeah. emotional baggage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What about uh, you? What about you, Felicia? Well, Nick knows this. You're going to hear this for the first time, Tori. Um, When I was younger, I always felt like I had to protect. It was me and my mom for a very long time. My stepdad came into the picture and he was very abusive. So I essentially grew up in an abusive household. And also during that time, I was molested for a few years by my babysitter's sons Mm. for years up until I was in my 20s no one knew to this day my mom still doesn't know I've just recently told um, my stepdad the one who adopted me what happened but I felt like if I said anything either I was going to get in trouble it was going to be made to be my fault or something was going to happen to my mom because she was going to do something to them. So I just, I took it. Internalized it. Yeah. Yeah. I I held on to it. And when I tell you that is the worst thing you can do, because when you're older and you get in relationships, all that crap comes bubbling up. I mean, I, I explosive anger. You, you are mad at a person and they had absolutely nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. And somebody else who didn't cut you. Yeah. (laughs) And you're telling that person, I have a voice now, because as a child, you felt like you didn't have a voice because these people are doing things to you and you feel like you can't say anything to anybody, you know, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So that, that was a big part of my trauma that I carried with me for many, many years. And I'm actually able to talk about it now without feeling bad, without feeling guilty, without feeling like I did anything wrong. Right. Because, you know, a lot of times people, they don't talk about stuff like that because of what um, you guys were saying, you know, what happens in our house stays in our house. We don't talk about it. That appearance, you have to keep up appearances. Yeah. But but it's very important to get these things out, to not not carry it with you. That's that's a very heavy load. 
process process yeah. and that it. like yeah. talking about that rage like that's what I noticed with me it came out mm-hmm. in you know other relationships and, and they were relationships that had nothing to do with my family mm-hmm. you know, it was more so like romantic relationships and stuff and like I distinctly remember like somebody saying something to me and it really wasn't that bad you know it wasn't like they were saying anything to hurt me or trying to hurt me but the rage that I felt inside was like so like intense that I had to like you know after I well I did blow up but <laughs> afterwards like, <laughs> like whoa, whoa, whoa like you know you got to calm down like what's the problem a blackout the problem? Like, moment. why are you yeah yeah like put my hands on somebody type of a blackout moment like you need to get that checked Yes, like really I found myself regressing. I was in a, a relationship where I was gaslit and made to feel like I wasn't clear that I wasn't speaking like I like you for some reason, whatever I had to say just wasn't coming across. Yes. And as an adult, and you know, kind of recently, like me made to feel like I was either crazy for what my opinion was or mm-hmm. like nothing was worth or nothing was worth fighting. And so I would just shut down and it's just mm-hmm. like okay this battle I'm just not gonna fight I'm, and I'm just gonna and then you're caught like really thinking like did mm-hmm. was I not clear did yeah, I was, say something did I, not, did I do right. yeah was, I'm pretty sure I know what the fuck I said but yeah you start you, you they really, start second guessing and and, and and that travels to everything it, it like kind of manifested itself at work when it came to like meetings because mm-hmm. of, of that relationship and I felt like I was regressing so gaslighting and losing I felt like I was I lost my voice again I felt like what I had to say wasn't worth saying Mm -hmm. Mm because no one really cared and kind of you end up regressing back to like your childhood and it just became I just stopped fighting and it just just shut down you stopped talking and it just became a whatever whatever you want it's fine well I want to okay that's cool we can we we can do that that's fine And, and it just I my my voice once again kind of like got weaker and weaker because of that that kind of gaslighting and well that's that I mean that's narcissism Mm -hmm. at its finest and that's kind of like the mo of dealing with a certified narcissist like that but you know baggage that comes with that too but also blowing up when finally like I just I couldn't hold it in anymore and it was just like no bitch you know what you heard me I know what I said. <laughs> that was you finding your voice like, yeah. no, I'm not crazy. But in an explosive way that didn't help because it was like too little, too late. And then at that point I did look crazy because all of this just spilling back out. It wasn't constructive. It wasn't like better over time to like talk about it. It was just like, I got tired of not being heard and it kind of like came out. But did it- when that happened, because I was in a situation like that as well, you know, as an adult in, in a relationship, when you did lash out, when you had that explosive moment where you, of of course you were made to look like the crazy one, but did you feel like the crazy one? Because at the end of the day, that person for so long, just pushing and pushing and pushing and not listening. And then one day it it can't all be your fault. No, it shut him down for a moment. It was like, but what he ended up doing was realizing that I was about to like go all the way in. And then he retreated back just enough to give me space and make me feel like pseudo validated in that moment. Mm -hmm. But then eased back into like the gaslighting to make me feel like I was crazy again. 
And then I felt like my only outlet was to scream or was to yell at him or was cuss him out or, you know, or come back and be, you know, nasty about it. And those felt like my only, my only recourses. And I knew that that one wasn't me and also wasn't doing anything to help kind of like prove my case to myself that I knew what I was talking about. It almost, it made me feel like I was just throwing a temper tantrum when really I, I was right. And you just wanted to be heard. And I just wanted to be heard. But in that situation, you know, that, that really fucked up some stuff for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so once that relationship ended, you know, for the better, I took a step back and I got feedback, you know, from you, Nikki, from like, you know, and from other friends, like, no girl, he was, that was, that, that was, that was a hot mess. And then for me to realize that was the relief, that was the validation to finally remove myself and be like, oh my God. And that was, that was a moment I had with my therapist and she was just like, if you now feel like you can breathe and you, and all of a sudden you start being everyone starts under you feel like everyone starts understanding you after he's gone it's like you weren't necessarily the problem and I cried that day because that it's that felt like a release that I needed in order to now now where I'm at you can't shut me up I got everything to say and everyone gonna hear it (laughs) (laughs) take it leave it I don't care what you do with it but I'm gonna say it anyway (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna, you know, kind of bring that up. Like, you know, what do you do in a situation like that, whether it's family, romance, friends, whatever, when the person that, you know, specifically wronged you, when you don't get that apology, you don't get the quote unquote closure or whatever, like, how do you still like be okay? Like for me, um, again, struggling with how personal I want to get, but like certain things with my mom and I love my mom. Me and my mom were closer than me and my dad were. Um, Cause my mom was more e- affectionate and emotional than my dad was, but she had a mouth like, and I'm very sensitive and I may not come off or show any emotion, but like I internalize everything. So like, there were certain things that she would say that like cut me like deep, like the first time Tori, I'm going to tell the story. The first time <laughs> my mom come to stay with me and um, me and Tori were going out, you know, she was going to watch Joseph or whatever. So Tori came over you know, I'm like, oh, you know, this is my mom. First thing out of my mom's mouth to Tori was, why are you her friend? And my face was, what? <laughs> was like, you don't have any kids. Why are you her friend? Wow. And like, number what? one, I was embarrassed. Number two, you know, we still went out. We had a good time. But like, once I got home, it was just like, dang, like, I'm not supposed to have friends mm-hmm. because I had a, because it was mainly geared around the fact that I had a baby out of wedlock, a lot of stuff, you know, once I was an adult. It's like, wow, so I'm not even supposed to have friends now because... By the way, my answer to her was because she's a good person and she's my friend. She didn't say anything when she said that? (laughs) She was just like, oh, okay, so you actually like her. Okay, I was like, okay. Yeah, but that's like, that that hurt. You know, talking about like a stab wound to the chest, like that really, really hurt. Like, damn, I can't even have friends apparently I'm not even good enough to have friends because like she would call me because of the suicide thing after that and that's what just told y'all about you know she would call me crazy if I did something that she didn't like oh you're crazy don't be crazy you know stop acting crazy you know that type of thing that's why like now to this day unless you actually show me you're crazy like I don't I hate calling people crazy like I really don't like that because I know how that feels when you're trying to just 
live your life or just express mm-hmm. yourself and somebody tells you that you're crazy like that irritates the hell out of me i can't stand that shit oh sorry that's but that's tough. where i'm like that's <laughs> where the closure part comes in like that's where i had a small epiphany where i was like i no longer require closure you I don't need it i i don't need it and i read like there was a meme that popped up and it was just like asking for close asking for closure is just asking for what you already saw in words i mm-hmm. i i don't need it anymore closure. if you want to go if you want to go go if you don't want to go then give me a reason why you need to still be around but like if you just want to ghost and go that's better for me at the end of the day like i don't need it closure really isn't necessary and it causes i feel like i feel like for certain situations it causes more grief and pain than it does actual healing i think Mm -hmm. your own closure you most of the time because i don't know chasing after it to me is 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 more work and more damage than it's really really worth yeah sometimes and and really if you think about it closure is people are looking for the other person to say i'm sorry and 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 have all these heartfelt emotions come up that's not it's not going to happen it's un it's unrealistic at that point so to get closure you have to go inside you have to go within self and actually it was you that helped me like deal with that because well y'all know my mom passed um, mm-hmm. five years ago February 24th is five years and like I said me and my mom were very close like I would call her and be like oh mommy guess what you know we still had that relationship when it was good it was good when it was bad it was bad you know so I still like miss that sometimes especially with like my boys getting older and she loved you know she loved the boys so it was like oh that's those are my babies or whatever um but I was feeling bad one day Tori and you had texted me and asked me how I was feeling and I was saying you know I'm feeling sad or whatever and um, I had said that something had came up and it was like bringing up old issues with my mom. So I was like struggling, you know, feeling a little angry. And what you actually told me was don't focus on that. Just focus on the good times and the laughter and all that. And that'll help you. And actually from that day, that's what I do when certain things will come up and it'll trigger. And sometimes I'll be in the shower, just like randomly thinking about stuff and I'll sit down and start crying. You know, I just like, don't focus on that. Focus on, cause you're never going to get, you know, the apology that you wanted like one time um like when I was you know had to tell my parents I was pregnant I had to get up in front of the church and tell the whole congregation that I was pregnant if there was ever a day that I wanted to like literally just just die and never wake up <laughs> that was the day You're like I'm gone now, I'm the church people were very supportive you know and it was like all these women were like it happened to me so it wasn't like they were you know scolding me or anything like that but it was just so emotional for me I could have just sunk into the floor it could have swallowed me I would have been perfectly okay with that but I was still very angry about the fact that I had to do it because my mom had been talking about it and I said okay well we can do it but let's do it you know after church with the church members she does it on a special Sunday when there's all these special guests there and like everybody from all over town is in there and that's when she decides to get up in the middle of the service and say okay let's do this now um so I was very very angry about that like rage angry about that and she you know I think in her own way was trying to like justify it or like somewhat apologize well we say I'll say justify it and because of whatever happened with her whatever how she did it because she was pregnant with me before her and my parents were officially married so she did it you know when she was pregnant but she chose to do it and nobody made her do it she chose to get mm-hmm. to the church and tell them I was forced to do it um, but one day we were going wig shopping actually and I don't even know how it came up. We were talking and I said it very calmly because I wasn't angry in the moment. I was just like, yeah, you know, I'm still mad about the fact that I had to, but she just looked at me and she was like, well, you need to get over it. 
Wow. And that was another moment where I was like, all right, so we just gonna shut that down. down. We just won't talk about emotions at all. And I think too, when we were talking about the blocking thing on the dating episode, that's why I'm so good at it because I'll just, I'm not going to deal with like chaos. I don't, I don't like chaos. I don't like tension. I don't like angry. So I will just completely just shut it down because I don't want to deal with it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, what you told me that day is actually what has helped me kind of get through some of that stuff. Yay. I'm glad that resonated. (laughs) My fighting with closure. And like, I just got to that point. Like I've had, obviously I think the the biggest bane for a lot of people relationship wise, if you're, if you're, uh, you know, not necessarily, even with polyamory, actually, like either way, like cheating is Mm. a big one. And I remember, you know, having past boyfriends that cheated and I would literally drive myself crazy trying to figure out the why. Why, why did you cheat? What why? happened? What why? was wrong with Why me? did you go what after this do? particular person that wasn't worth shit? Like, why did you leave this bubble of this fortress of like awesomeness that we had to go fuck it up and then try and come back and be like I'm sorry I didn't you know let's just forget about it no no and then like I just would like dig like like psychoanalyze like I need you to tell me why what about this situation made you do this what about and I and I would personalize it and internalize it and be like is it me am I lacking am I not able to hold a man am I like you start like taking in like all this stuff and I would like I would just lose my mind trying to figure out the why this person hurt me and they're literally the, breaking it apart over yes, and putting just it back dissecting and, and, and then you're again. begging them and chasing them and then you're going crazy and you're stalking this shit and it's like this last breakup was probably the biggest lesson but by far probably the most efficient like being able to get over it because I didn't do that like I consciously had to be like no, <laughs> he's not going to give me that kind of closure that I need, nor do I want it. I don't want it at this point. And that's not a reflection on me. Like I had to, you have to stop like taking other people's action and like superimposing it on yourself. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, people's actions are, are a reflection of themselves. Yes. Anytime, like your parents, boyfriends, people, anytime anybody does anything, that's an action that they take consciously subconsciously but that's on them that's not always a reflection on you who you my ex-boyfriend you know she him him cheating that's not a reflection on me that's him having you know mommy issues that he hasn't dealt with in a long time and then like my past boyfriend that was commitment issues and abandonment issues that has nothing to do with me that's all on him because apparently that's something that he did with a string of women not just me that was a habit for him. <laughs> and you can like, and as women, I feel like we have to remember, we can be, you can be great, you pussy popping, you know, drown them in the good stuff. Like you can be amazing and still have a, dick, have a man yeah. cheat on you. Sorry. And still, ooh, let me put this, put my crown back on slip. one second. Oh, fix it. Let's straighten it. You got Whew. it. All right. Mm. All right. There you go. <laughs> And a man can still do you wrong. You be the best catch in the world. And a man will still do you dirty. And that has nothing to do with you. That's all it's about all a reflection you. on it's that all- person. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're dealing with something. And unfortunately, yes. most of the time when things go wrong, it's a reflection on something that they're dealing with. So yes. like Nikki, your mom, she, that's past trauma that she's dealing with, but she's imposing on you. 
whether yeah, she thinks it's for I the better, good or not. But yeah. you know, and and yeah, it's that's, that's where I'm at now. You know, yeah, that's what but, I had to realize because like you know when she was sick you know then she was you know talking about a lot of stuff that happened to her as a child and you know through adulthood and stuff like that and just like wow and I told her like mommy why didn't you why didn't you tell me if you told me I would have understood you better you know I could have been more understanding as to why you reacted certain ways during certain situations or certain conversations or you know I you know now I understand a little bit better not that I like it still or I feel like you were right at that moment but I understand because you're still trying to process what happened to you, you know, never gone to like therapy or anything like that. So I wish, you know, I told her like, I wish you had, you know, told me these things before and things could have been better, but yeah, it was that. But you know, our parents growing up in the era that they did, that's, they don't see stuff like that as something you discuss with your children. You don't have those types of conversations with your children. You just deal with it. No. It's on a need to know basis and you were not on a need to know basis. Right. Especially women too. Uh, Specifically, I'll say black women because we are black women. You know, we're always, you know, strong, you know, you're a strong Mm -hmm. black woman and all this. And that's great. It's great to be strong. You need strength to get through this life because life can be really crappy sometimes. Yes. Mm -hmm. However, that, that sometimes doesn't leave us space to be, you know, weak or to be vulnerable or to be, you know, emotional because you got to get it together, you know? What are you crying about? You can't cry for too long. Get your shit together and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. You know, we mm-hmm. we tell that to ourselves. We tell it to each other. We our our children. Together, you know, yep. we do it to our children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like we we do have to recognize that we need that space. We need therapy yeah. too. We need to be able to oh, therapy is you know, very, very important. And be vulnerable yes. with your family, with your friends, and have that person that you're talking to, you know, be understanding and not be, you know, judgmental. Cause a lot of times for me too, also. I, I journal a lot because I've I tried the therapy thing and maybe it was just because I went to a pastor and I didn't like his approach because I feel like I've been in church all this time. So you telling me to come to church more often. I've been going to church my entire life and I'm still here. So clearly that's not the, the answer <laughs> here. Still like, a problem. That's not the there issue. Was some other things he said that I just didn't like. But anyway, like journaling for me is really I like I got notebooks and everything all around here for me, just like journaling and just writing it out, writing it mm-hmm. out, writing it out. And that helps me to like get it out now Tori like mm-hmm. we all like I, I feel comfortable with y'all that I can you know talk about it and talk about whatever is going on and be vulnerable but you have to for me it's a, it's a trust issue with people yeah. um, so you know if you are in that space and maybe you can't afford therapy or whatever it's good to have that friend or that family member that you can completely be just open and totally honest on. and just be you know you exactly. all of you exactly. <laughs> not just the strong part <laughs> all of you so question, so, when it comes to trust, guys, sorry, sorry, mm-hmm. when it comes to trust, are you guys of like the school where it's like everybody starts with a zero and got to build their grade or oh, everybody starts with 100 and you had a negative, you ain't even at a zero, you had a negative and you got to build oh, So you coming yourself. out the hole. Okay. You so coming, coming out you, the hole. You coming yeah. out the hole. You coming out the hole. Not me. I'm a 100% person. Like I will not so much not, not necessarily giving people the benefit of the doubt, but for me, it's like I don't know you, so it's you start off with a hundred, but it's up to you to keep your grade, and that grade does diminish very quickly. Well, you are definitely a bigger person. Look at you. <laughs> no, no. When I talk about how quickly this, I'm talking about like the the percentages and the weight that goes with these grades and like these assignments. It can drop. Is, is tough. <laughs> like everyone is responsible for their own grade. Yeah. 
Yeah, see, I I um actually I just had a conversation with somebody this like the other day. I went on a date, y'all. By the way, I went Ooh. on a date. Yes. And it went very okay. well. It went very Yay. well. I, was, I actually went on two dates. The first one, not so much. The second one went quite well. So anyway, we were talking about that, and now I completely forgot my point. What did you just say, Tori? The <laughs> trust issues. Thank you. Trust trust issues. Issues. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's <laughs> my memory is like real small. Short term is once it's out, <laughs> right. that's it. It's gone. Because I did the sidebar and got distracted. Um. Yeah, the whole trust issues. And that's what I was saying. Like, because he was like, oh, you're being really shy. You know, afterwards, he texts me, you know, you're kind of shy. But I was like, yeah, you know, I got my guard up because I don't, I don't know you. That's how, that's how I feel. <laughs> so it's like, my guard is going to be up. You are starting at a negative and then you build your way up from there. Period. Period. Especially. And I think when you just, you, you have gone through so much in life and you have been shitted on entirely too much and you get tired of being shitted on the next person that comes along you straight side eye like mm, okay like I hear you talking but let me see if you're really talking uh, if it's if everything's gonna match if what you're saying and your actions are gonna match because that that this people can do that all day mm-hmm. I, I need to see I, I need proof I, I need I need the action yeah for me like specifically like romantic relationships you know very early on I you know I was pregnant with my older son when I was 19 I had when I was 20 so he was like my very first like boyfriend because I wasn't allowed to you know date or anything like that when I was in high school so you know when I was pregnant and we were kind of going back and forth and you know he wanted to be having abortion and like it was just a whole big old mess and then parents got involved and it was just a mess um but like one of the times he called the house, you know, I was back at my parents' house and he called the house and he told my dad, he didn't even tell me, he told my dad, we'll tell her we have nothing in common but the baby. So wow. that's that was how I got my breakup. And to mm-hmm. me, it was like an abandonment thing, you know, mm-hmm. like, damn, I'm pregnant. And now like, <laughs> now it's like nothing. Now, granted, from his perspective, you know, my parents, my dad specifically was kind of blocking him a little bit as far as being involved Um with me and the you know the baby joseph um so there was some you know issues there but the whole like the way that he did it was just like just bye and he wasn't there for any doctor's appointments to see the sex of the baby my mom went with me i went to outside of that i went to all to my all of my doctor's appointments by myself um even when i was time to have him i went to a doctor's appointment my blood pressure was high and they sent me my sister was with me but they sent me to the hospital you know, and he came, you know, later on in the day or whatever, but because of that initial stress response Mm -hmm. and what happened. And then even when we tried to get back together and tried and, you know, it just didn't work out. Like I was after that whole debacle, once I was finally over him, I was like, Oh, no man will ever, ever in life have me like that again. That's why they start at a negative. <laughs> you gotta work their way up because that first experience for me was so like traumatizing, like mentally and emotionally. That I was like nobody will ever, ever, ever have me in that headspace ever. Especially that's a very vulnerable age. Like I was um 20 when I got pregnant with Amaya and I had her at 21 and I was with her father. Yes, we all know I I I am a lesbian. I do like women, I've always known, but I was trying to do things the right way. All, even though we were in a relationship, mm. not one appointment did he go to, with me. He took mm. me to my sonogram appointment, but guess where he was? In the parking lot. 
when I was in the hospital giving birth to my daughter. He was there until after I had her and then he left. His sister came and picked me up from the hospital. Oh no. Wow. And then he wonders why when he texts now, uh, oh, again, and he went MIA. He texted, what was it last year and wanted to get her for the first month of the summer. You went MIA for 18 months. You're not going to do to her what you almost succeeded in doing to me. Mm-hmm. That, that's not what we're going to do. And I already had a, a whole slew of issues and baggage that I was dealing with. And then he added to that again with the abandonment and I already had other abandonment issues from you know my stepdad and then my biological father not wanting anything to do with me we're not doing this to this one no you you can go you you can go fully away and we're fine good and by good and by yeah (laughs) my abandonment is my parents so the whole religious thing like when I decided at 18 that that particular religion was just not for me at all after you know years of trying and to be vulnerable and open with my parents and being like I no longer want to be a part of this and going through the whole process of letting them know I didn't want to be a part of this to have my parents act like I died and then for them to keep ties almost completely cut even when I you know I'm divorced but like even when I got married they didn't come to the wedding at all because the religion like they didn't they missed a lot of stuff and it's a lot of things my door is always open and I know I've been very vocal in letting them know that door you can always come in my door is my door swings both ways you can come in you can go out but that was never extended to me for them only because of the religion and I I know I resented them for that and not so much now because at this point that's who they are mm-hmm. but throughout my 20s because I left when I was 18 like so excuse me so like throughout my 20s they weren't there and there were so many things that y'all know how I get I get into stuff I start doing stuff I start like jack of all trades kind of thing I start reaching for stuff and doing stuff and whatever I get my hands on I'm a manifest it's gonna be great Mm -hmm. but not having my family to enjoy that with and being, I became the kind, I became the level of independent that it's really hard for me to allow anybody to help me. That's to my credit and also to my like disadvantage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to my disadvantage. And now, and not like in like a monetary way or career way. I've done very well that way, but in an emotional way, I think also anybody that has, you know, tried to come to be with me in a relationship has found it very hard. You're not going to feel like a provider unless you are like a super like decisive person and a provider. Cause if you know, I was just going to take a strong person. Yeah. It's going to take a very strong person and not like a bully, but that person has to be decisive. That person has to be almost more of a supportive human being than I am because mm-hmm. I'm gonna put on the pants don't take don't don't leave the pants laying on the <laughs> laying in the laundry because I'm gonna put them you off snatch them. or if you can't be decisive take them off come on give them right. here I got it don't worry about it and I'm so used to just doing everything by myself and just going at it and be like Tori do you need help Mm-mm. no I got it that was like my mantra like going up at, at, even as like a child it's like Tori do I got it do you need help with I got it at work. Leave me alone. I got it. <laughs> Everything I do and having to work on being 
vulnerable again because of that level of abandonment mm-hmm. like feeling like I have to do everything by mm-hmm. myself and doesn't help that I am able to do everything by myself that doesn't help things but yeah. you know it's it's being allowing myself to so dating wise I have I am getting to the point now that when I go on dates that I am starting to like allow men to do things something as simple as like open my door for me because I'll walk real quick and open up that door and be like here you go like hold it open behind me I'll jump in my own chair I'm always ready to pay for my own stuff just in case I go in half with you because that's fair like I'm real big on like fairness but it was but it's like I almost cringe to have a guy be like let me take care of you and I recently went on a date too where the guy straight up said I'm old school if I'm going to take you out I'm going to want to pay for everything and, and there was a part like, of you that was like, oh, 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 oh. why, 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I, why? But that then I had to like, started going right up. And then I had, but I had to, but I stopped my, I was so proud of myself. I stopped myself and I was like, okay, okay. If you want to spend your money. How hard was that for okay. you to do? Oh, it was so hard. It was so, it was so nice. It was refreshing and it was different, but it was really hard. Like I had to stop myself because I was about to pull out my own chair and he like, stop (laughs) let me pull you know or and he would like make the effort to to jump around me to make sure that he opened the door or you know that I didn't have to like do the fake reach to my purse thing or anything Mm -hmm. like he just put his card on tab like it was very very admirable like admirable admirable I don't know but it it was it was hard to be to just let him do things and it's hard for me to feel like people just do like especially men sometimes it's hard to feel you, like you men just so, like there's some nice people out there i have a question mm-hmm. so hearing you say that do any of you feel like you have a problem with knowing your worth like you're worthy of getting that kind of treatment yes you are very independent you can handle yourself you can do things on your own but you are worthy yeah i mean it's been (laughs) in the last um like probably three or four years that i yeah actually felt like yeah you should open the door like even this date i went on the other day and he opened the car door and i actually felt like oh okay and i wasn't sure like do i say thank you like like i actually got nervous for like a split second like okay oh okay yeah he's gonna open the door okay just just act normal what are you doing just get you know get in the car (laughs) sit down like I'm like I'm like you like I open the door I do everything and you know especially with you know being a single mother too I'm used to doing things on my own Mm -hmm. I'll get in there and fix a sink I'll pull them pipes apart yeah clog that thing I'll fix a toilet I'll build my bed I built the bed that my son sleep on I'll build my own bookshelf I'm used to doing everything myself that yes but just because you're used to doing everything on your own does not mean that you're not worthy yeah. when someone is right. offering acts of kind genuine acts I, of kindness. I struggle with it though because I'm like Tori like That's yeah true. I know I'm worthy but like what you want like why are you doing this sometimes yep. even I know I'm worthy but you well we haven't seen it yet and I know that sounds like super sad but I haven't seen it yet I have not been in a relationship yet that I have felt safe enough to relax 
and mm-hmm. feel like I've been taken care of. I've never had anybody buy me flowers before. I've never been in the situation where I didn't make more than the person I was with and therefore footed the bill for a lot of things. I mm-hmm. have, I've never been in that kind of situation where a man has had or someone that I'm interested in has had me like that, right. the way that I've had them. So it's hard to formulate that kind of ease and letting somebody actually do that. It's a, it's like a retraction kind of like, like you don't, no one does that for me. And it is, it's a self-worth thing. It's like mm-hmm. knowing you're worthy of it, but you haven't seen it yet. So you don't know what it looks like. So you like. don't, we don't know. Yeah, that was just, you don't that. know what it looks like. You don't know what it feels like. And when you start to see it, it's like, oh, okay. People, it's not just fairy tales. It's not just in the book. It's not, cause mm-hmm. you know, you look at a lot of other people and they're like, oh, he brings her flowers every day. That's cool. Ain't nobody going to buy me no flowers okay whatever <laughs> like and, he, and then you just like move on or like you know I'm hard to surprise because I'm nosy <laughs> you know but it's just like but no we all are because you know that's the Scorpio thing you know we all nosy as hell. we know, got to know I, can't lie to me. I don't like surprises because you I can't lie to me you can't hide stuff from me but I'd like I'd like to see the effort yeah yeah and I don't think yeah. I've ever been with anybody as of yet that has shown me that effort yeah I think the one time that I could have i I basically messed it up. Like I have a friend, we've been friends for like 14, 15 years, something like that. That's been initially, yeah, initially, you know, he was wanting to give me, but like, I immediately put him in the friend zone. So I just, you know, whatever, you know, he would say nice thing, you know, and he would even offer to pay bills and all of you always, no, 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 no. You know, I'm not going to do that, whatever. By the time I realized like, okay, like, yeah, this is how I should be treated. It was too late. You know, he was with somebody else. So I had to just, you know, keep it as a a friend or whatever. But I remember one time we were talking and he was saying something nice to me and I made a joke or whatever. He was like, why do you always do that? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, every time I try to say something nice to you, you either play it down or you make a joke. Like, just take the compliment. Take the compliment. (laughs) Like, yes, you are beautiful. Just take the compliment. Like That was a big one. That's a big one. Compliments 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 and being like accepting that people aren't going to compliment you unnecessarily people don't unless they really feel what they're about to compliment you mm-hmm. like and that is once again self-esteem self-worth I think I spent my whole 20s thinking I wasn't pretty that was a, wow yeah I spent my whole 20s just being like oh, okay well I guess you know and 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 not being able to take a compliment just cringe so do you think there's no way you can't be that you can't mean that possibly you're just being yeah exactly you're just being nice you know just saying something nice do you think now being older in our 30s that how can I say this the work that's being done the work is never going to end like this is all stuff like we've dealt with stuff as children that we're kind of in a sense dealing with as adults as as I just you know heard I deal with it you guys deal with it what when you because you you recognize it so what do you what are you going to do when you start recognizing it because you know you don't like people oh somebody's opening the door you you know you retreat what are you going to do now when the next person does it? Are you going to start allowing yourself? 
I've been doing that personally. Like that's yeah. been, it's been, it's very like mindful, conscious steps yes. to allow that to happen. So when someone compliments me, instead of, like you said, Nikki, downplaying it or making a joke out of it or finding something to like, you know, naysay about myself in order to like counteract that, mm-hmm. just saying, thank you. Right. You're so pretty. So thank simple. you. Thank you. And and leave it at that. And, and for, it's, 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 it's a conscious effort to do that, mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. to take that on, to now let men who want to take me on a date actually do that. Actually yeah. take you on but a date. It's, it's yeah. conscious effort. It's getting better and it gets better bit by bit because you, when you do, you recognize it, you work on it. And that's the only way you're going to, you know, right. get past it and do better. But definitely it's it's putting forth the 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 effort and stopping and taking always taking a a small pause to like catch myself and be like nope let it happen Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's the same thing for me it's it's literally like conscious effort like telling myself like just take the comp like you said just say thank you like don't make a joke don't downplay yourself yes you are beautiful and you got a banging body that's just what it is like just accept it and be good with it. You worked for that. Like you earned it. Yes. <laughs> so just take it on and let that man treat you nice. Like the one, the date I just went on, you know, and he was saying, you know, I was saying earlier, he said I was shy and I was just like, oh, you know, as I'm thinking about it and he's like, you can just, you know, relax. I'm a laid back person. Just be yourself. And I, you know, respond to him like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to do that. I'm trying to <laughs> approach things differently. So I'm just going to be easy. <laughs> you probably were in there all clenched up, holding your breath. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you kind of loosened up when we went to dinner, but then you put it, you know, put the guard back up. I was just like, I can't, I feel like I can't help. It. I think it's a subconscious thing. Yeah. Because I'm so used to doing it that way. I feel like almost like I can't help it. So yeah, it definitely is a conscious, like, stop doing that, Nikka. Just be easy. Calm down. Everybody isn't after you like there are oh people, nice people exactly <laughs> nobody's He's not gonna ask trying to purposely hurt you like it's mm. fine <laughs> you're not five anymore you're not 12 anymore you are 38 get your stuff together exactly. like, we're adults <laughs> like, we're adults now but i mean we're constantly having to do work it's yeah it it's a constant journey yeah and it's a constant you have to constantly remind yourself it's almost like meditation you have to, re- it's like mantra. I you love meditation. Yeah. Right? Yeah, meditation. That's been, that's been my MO on this yes. journey. Meditation and journaling have been like, mm-hmm. and also like every three weeks I talk to my therapist, even when I feel mm-hmm. like I don't have anything to say, I'll still keep mm-hmm. my appointment and just talk. But yeah. definitely in the morning when I wake up, first thing mm-hmm. I do is I meditate and I, you know, set my intention for the day. Yes. 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 That has, Yes. Yeah. Girl, snaps. That has definitely, <laughs> that has definitely <laughs> helped me. That meditation, even if I don't, because sometimes I'll put my yoga mat out and I'll sit and I'll do, you know, my stretches while I'm doing it. But even if I'm just mm-hmm. laying in bed, you know, yes. I'll grab the phone first thing, you know, I just sit yes. there and I talk mm-hmm. about today is going to be a good day. Yes, yep. you got to go to work today, but you know what? You all, have a job. All your, yep. No matter what uh, comes my way, I can handle it. Good yep. hours, you know? You aren't going to have any, you know, bad experiences today. Your children are going to do good in school today. They are going to mm-hmm. have a good day. And I literally sit there and I set my intention for the day. I say my prayer and then I begrudgingly get out of bed. Going about your day. Children, <laughs> get out of bed. But no. <laughs> and I go ahead and get out of bed, you know? So, yeah, it's definitely a everyday conscious it's very important to have to sit with yourself 
Yes. And just be, just be yes. in that moment. I don't care when you do it, whether it's in the morning when you first open your eyes or like I do before I go to bed. I lay in the bed. I put on my meditation. If I happen to fall asleep to it, so be it. That's fine. But you're still I, absorbent. Exactly. Completely disconnect and just be in that moment. Right. Right. And I found that, you know, since I started doing that and I'm more aware of, you know, myself and what triggers me, you know, what gets me going, what gives me peace, then the people that I'm also attracting, the things that are happening in my Mm -hmm. life are on that same, you know, wavelength. Now Mm -hmm. I'm able to detect like bullshit, like quick, like very (laughs) quick and just, nope, we're not doing that. Nope. We're not doing that. And like the people that I'm meeting, the, the new friends I'm making, the places I'm going, you know, like everything, I feel like it's all, you know, coming together so beautifully and nicely. Like I went out with a couple of friends yesterday and we're sitting and talking and we were all like on the same way. You are, like, you, you attract what you life. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just, I, I love it. I love it. Still work, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> we getting through it. <laughs> we make it, we make it away. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you want to leave everybody with? Good therapy, tips. Therapy, 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 therapy. Oh, therapy, wow. Therapy. Yes. <laughs> Guys, therapy, especially in like the Black community, I think that it is so important and so underrated. We, it, we go through, our community goes through so much, but we don't, mm-hmm. we don't talk. And everything is swept under the rug. Are they special? No, they're not special. They're mentally disturbed or they need help. Go mm-hmm. get them help and even help for yourself. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a big proponent in, in therapy. Like I'm with, I'm with Tori on that so one. Important. All day. My daughter's in therapy has been, this is her second year. And there's nothing wrong. With do. That doesn't make no. you crazy. It doesn't no. make you make something wrong. It's just, it's a, it's an objective third party that's willing yes. to listen to you and actually cares. And Sometimes you end up just talking yourself into what you need to hear from mm-hmm. yourself. And sometimes they can give you a nice nudge. It's just a good outlet that I think we don't get enough of. Yes. Right. Yeah. I, I, um, you know, I, I haven't gone to like therapy officially. Like I said, I went to a, a pastor, a church, um, when I was going, but, um, you know, for me, it's, it took a lot of realizing that everybody is human your parents, they are human. They have things that they dealt with that they are still processing, just like you're still processing. So when I learned to take people off of this high pedestal that I had Mm -hmm. them on, you know, and like basically idolizing them and making them into some sort of like God, basically, and -hmm. realizing that they are humans, just like me, it helped me to understand people better. It helped me not Mm -hmm. to internalize things so much. You know, when people are saying things that are, you know, sometimes mean and nasty, it's like, you know, it's not like you were saying earlier for uh, Tori it's not a reflection on you. It's a really a reflection on them. And that's what I'm finding is like some of the things and I hear people talking and talking and talking. And then if I'm, I always say, if you let people talk long enough, they'll tell you. Exactly they'll tell you exactly. What it, exactly yep. what it is. That's what Preach. I love. like. Let people be themselves. And let them, yes. Yeah. Let them be. And like I said earlier, you're not going to disturb my peace. I absorb if you like, if I come to you for advice or wisdom or what, if I think you have wisdom, one, I'm only going to come to you if I think you have wisdom. That's number one. Mm-hmm. But even mm-hmm. when you're talking to me, I know what to take in and what not to take. Like, exactly. no, that's not for me. That's mm-hmm. why I'm not Praise with, like, I came up in a, a Christian home, 
with pastor. I'm not like, I get the whole like prophet thing and all that, but like, I'm very, like, you're not just going to be speaking stuff over me. Because <laughs> like, you don't know what they really speak. Right, because right, I don't know you. I don't know where you coming. You know, I got to make sure that you're you're based in the right thing. But I'm mm-hmm. very big on like, my peace is everything. I don't care who yes. it is. You are not. Your peace is priceless. If I'm not, if that means I got to stop responding to text messages, then that's what I'm going to do. Yep. I mean, I just don't talk to you, then that's what's going to happen. You will not disturb my peace. Like, you I hit her, y'all. She, you will, will not. Peace of mind. <laughs> you will not. Mm-mm. And don't chase people. Yes, don't, no. don't, don't chase people. If they want, if someone wants to be in your space and be your friend or be your significant other, there will be no confusion. You will know. You won't have to, you won't have to be confused. If you have you to question it, that's probably not it. That's probably not it. You don't have to, don't chase, no, you, you don't, you won't have to chase the people that should be in your life. Indecision is still a decision. Yes. They can't make up their mind. The answer is no. No, the answer is no. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be hard to make a decision. Right. right. Yeah. So that's, that's what it is for me is just, you know, humanizing humans. <laughs> you know, you <laughs> said, I, I recently, well, last year I had to do that with my mom because I looked for my stepdad And when I got his side of the story, granted, he apologized for his behavior, the abuse. And in the beginning, I was like, "Mm -hmm." but when he was telling me from his perspective, how he saw my mom and the issues that they were going through. And I remember my mom telling me about the issues and her perspective on it. I'm like, wait a minute. My mom was a woman in a marriage. I had to take away the fact that that's my mom completely different right she was a woman in a relationship Mm -hmm. two completely different things yeah so I was able to not forget but forgive him for his actions because whatever you know him and the issues him and my mom had and what caused the blow-ups and the rage and the you know abuse and the anger Mm -hmm. so yeah people yes they're your parents but at the end of the day people are people they're still just trying to figure it out themselves. Just yep. Other grown folks just, just trying to <laughs> just, just, trying to, just trying to make it. That's all. <laughs> a lot of times faking it till they make it. Some never. Yeah. Yes. Some <laughs> never reach their potential. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So well, y'all, that was heavy. It, it was heavy, heavy, but it was, it was good. Heavy. But I, it I was felt good though. I felt good to yeah. like put that out there. Yeah. And talk about it it's healing yeah. yes it, it talk talk therapy it's, it's a therapy yes. whether it's, you're talking to a certified therapist or whether you're just talking to your friends it's all therapy yeah mm-hmm. that is really yep. true. That have is an true. outlet have a tribe yes your tribe have, is your vibe have yes. a tribe and i know people are just you know sorry i know we're probably like wrapping up here but like when you get people like your friends i don't care what anybody says your friends say a lot about you Girl, what? Yes. Not to say that, say that you are that your friends say that. a lot about you. And I had a, a one particular ex, had I paid attention to the friends around him, his actions would have made I would have saw his actions coming a mile away. Mm-hmm. Had I really paid attention to his friends. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, it's the energy that you pull around you and those are, those are your friends and mm-hmm. you know, if your friends are a you know, a lot mess. of times people like to say, oh, well, those are just my friends. You know, I'm not like them. Oh, no, I'm yeah. sorry. I, I, I don't there's agree. something there's something that's rubbing off on you 
or there's something that is attracting you to that mm-hmm. exactly that you that you need to examine right. yes but you know a lot of people don't like to put in the work because it's too much work mm-hmm. yeah so, and a lot of times it, you know when it's somebody you're that you consider a friend mm-hmm. you know it's hard to be like well maybe i shouldn't be around that person you know what i'm saying like that's yes to do you know, when yes. you spent time with the person and you've, you know, maybe grown been up through things, but growing yes. apart, things but growing apart happens though. Like sometimes yeah. it's also it part of maturity is also knowing sometimes it's let it, when let, it, let, it let it die out gracefully. Mm-hmm. Let, you, you know, know, you don't have to hate them. You don't have to have beef with them. Sometimes it's because it, you have to protect your energy. So sometimes you just, right. and we're all, you know, on our own path at the end of the day, you know, where you yes. came into this world born, but booty naked by ourselves mm-hmm. and, and we going to go out your life's yep. path. Is everybody yours. is not going to go with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like some people are only there for a certain amount of time. And at some point they're going to drop off. They got to live their own life. You know, maybe yeah. you're the one getting dropped what off. What did Medea say in that movie? Some people are, are around for seasons and some are meant for a lifetime. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so once you can really understand that and be okay mm-hmm. with it, it's okay to be like, okay, well, it's it ran its course and be at peace with it and not be, yeah. you know, in turmoil or broke up about it. Yeah. You know, everybody has to do their own thing, everybody, live yep. their own life. Yeah. At the end of it, you're not gonna be there like, yeah. So you know, I'm gonna advocate for her, and that's not gonna happen. <laughs> you don't have to do that on her own. You yeah. know, you're gonna have to do it on your own. So yeah. Yes. Don't bleed on other people. Don't don't take your traumas out on other folks, please. <laughs> do your best not to. I mean, I know our traumas, you know, can can, can you know develop kind of who we are, but try and be conscious of that, and try not yes. to like just. Don't be that hurt person that hurts yeah. people. Don't do that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. If your family cut you on the side, don't go to your, you know, your husband and be like, like, <laughs> try and, try and patch like, that shit up, right? <laughs> try and patch that shit up and like stitch it before you, you know, go in because it's always gonna come up. If you don't deal with it, it's always gonna find a way back around. Yep. Trauma always comes out until you deal with it. What's the one adage? Um, people like to sweep their problems and issues under the rug, and it keeps piling, build, building, and building. You gonna trip over that mug? You gonna, you gonna find the knot on the floor? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody else playing. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't no, deal with it. Don't know. Deal put it in it. the dustpan. Throw it in the trash. Don't put it under. The <laughs> yes. So, oh, we gonna do but, our um. Yes, we are. Yes, oh, yes, yes. I got. Nice. I gotta hear this uh nerdy fact. Yes. This this nerd fact. From the nerd. Well, I think I have a name, right? Nerding with Nickhat. Okay. Right? What okay. is it? Nerding with Nickhat. Nerding with Nickhat. Nerding. Nerding N e r d i n g. Maybe I'll call him something better. Were you thinking about this the whole time? Like, what am I gonna call? No, that was that was on the spot, honey. Okay, walking with that, just like that. Okay, okay, that girl is good. Um, so. My <laughs> random facts, nerdy fact, is about Muscovy ducks because where I live, they are everywhere. And they, I didn't realize because, of course, I had to look up what kind of ducks they were. They are Muscovy ducks. If you don't know, if you're listening, these are the ones that have those red things all over their ugly. face. They're very, very ugly and they get quite big. But I had to look up their habits and stuff like that. I didn't know that they actually um like to spend a lot of times in the trees and i actually saw one in the tree the other day i thought ducks just hang around the water i didn't I know never saw i saw one know. of them in a tree i saw like one they in the tree. he was chilling yeah 
I've seen them fly, but it's always super low. So I was surprised. I'm like, what the hell? Why is he doing? How are you get way up there? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I got to look it up. Like they like to um, spend a lot of time perching in tall trees. I never knew. So yeah. here's the thing. Nika. That's so why so much poop only... on the car. I thought it was like regular birds. It's ducks. It's ducks. So not only do you have to now watch out for your alligators to go to your door, you now have to look above you for, for the ducks. ducks. And people the around here, they like the ugly ass them, ducks so looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> Just the people here, they like, they feed them. So now they're not scared of humans. So mm-hmm. they'll come up to you. And, you know, I had a bad experience with that when I was little with being chased by a duck. I've been chased by a duck and, and a goat. So like I'm I'm not down with animals coming up to me like don't come up to me. I'm just <laughs> yes I was chased by a goat. Okay, my dad raised goats and one of them got away from my mom. She was holding the rope and he chased me and I was very very scared. And um, you're still petrified to this day. I'm not scared of goats, but like the billy goats like they will baggage. butt you if you run. It is baggage. Right? <laughs> Outside baggage. <laughs> a goat will chase you if you run. If you stand there, they'll you know they'll leave you alone. But if you run, they will chase you. And if it's a billy goat, he will butt you because he feels like oh. this is his job. Oh, oh, you're running. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, that's another random fact about goats. Um. Anyway, yeah, the Muscovy duck, the ducks like to sit in trees for a long periods oh. of time and they chill okay. out. And I've witnessed it, so it is true. It is a fact. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tori, ah. what, what's your tip? So Traveling. Tra- travel tip. Um, when you pack, a very handy little instrument that I, I was well worth the money was a, a baggage um, a weight. So when I went to CVS, it's a little weight that you attach to the top of your bag to see how heavy it is because check bags, is the limit's only 50 pounds. And so when, when you have like something like what I'm doing, which is just long-term indefinite travel, I have my check bag and then I have my, my bigger book bag, my travel book bag. The ba- travel book bag comes on as like my carry-on, but my check bag, 50 pounds. And as you, you know, you travel, you start accumulating little things here mm-hmm. and there. It's like, oh, I need this. Oh, I have some room in my bag for this. Oh, I'm going to. And that little stuff adds up. So one, yes, you have to be very mindful about what you're buying and knowing mm-hmm. what you can and can't take with you and try to like cut down on any kind of waste that way. Um, but it's always good and really handy to be able to like weigh your bag before you get to the airport. Cause the worst thing that can happen, it's already, it happened to me twice <laughs> was you get up there and all the little things added up and you put it on that weight and it's like 53, 54. And if the lady at the check desk is not having it today, she's like, Oh, you three pounds over. Can you take some stuff out of there? Oh, they'll make and you take stuff out of your they bag. Sure will. They sure will. Because it's like a hundred dollars a pound or something ridiculous. If it's what? over 50 pounds. Yeah. And some of them will give you leeway. Like some of them, like one to two pounds, maybe sometimes three pounds. If they're feeling nice and they're feeling like extra good that day, sometimes they'll just be like, don't worry about it. But if you having the ones that's just like not having it, they didn't have a coffee or something. They're just like, no, it's over. 50, it's over 50 pounds. Can you please take something out of it? I've had to like open up my check bag and figure out like what I could take out of the check bag to put in my backpack to take as my carry-on which makes your backpack heavier so having this little scale was like $11 at CVS you just you pack your bag you hook it in and you lift it so I have a video coming out Nick is Mm -hmm. helping me with that um, just so you can kind of see what and get an idea of how much I carry with me and how I get it all in two bags so that's coming that's coming out soon so I have a question. So do like you, you go to, so you, 
a week, two weeks here at an Airbnb or at a place you're going to be for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. So you might end up accumulating some stuff. Do you find yourself like purging every time? Like when you have to repack, you have to start purging stuff getting down to like a minimalist lifestyle has is still a journey so I when I first started out I had way too much stuff and I was like determined to be like no I'm gonna take this stuff with me I need my comforts I need this and that and then after like my first month I realized like I didn't even touch half the stuff in this bag and I ended up mailing half my clothes and like half the things that I had back because I realized like I hadn't there was just stuff I just had just for mental comfort but realizing I didn't need it and most places that I stay, I stay like, I'll go to a city and I'll stay minimum two weeks. Ooh, 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 ooh. Don't fall out of the chair, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the cat. That's ooh, the cat. He scared me because I'm, I'm listening. That's why I can't do cat. too quiet for me. I got to hear you coming up on me. Don't sneak up. <laughs> I did not hear him. Oh, God. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes. yes. No, I scared I, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but yeah, y'all go to a place. And like right now I'm in Denver. And uh, minimum two weeks. And then I'll decide usually after the first week or halfway through the second week, whether I'm going to stay another two weeks before I move on to until I pick wherever my next destination is. But mm-hmm. it's just planning and getting to know yourself and, and, and understanding what you can like I just bought a new workout outfit. Cause I love, I'm at soul. I found a soul cycle. I love soul cycle. So no, not getting paid, but shout out to soul cycle, soul cycle, Tampa in particular. Yeah. Um, but no, I found a soul cycle out here in Denver and I was like, Oh, I want a new outfit. But in exchange, I now have two pieces that two very old pieces that are starting to like deteriorate and stuff that I, that I am now going to be donating. Okay. Okay. As an exchange. So it's like, I have to, you have to kind of do that as you keep going. Cause otherwise you will, you'll start to just like things will start piling up because you start getting little things here and there and then you're like where did I get all this stuff yeah yes. okay all right it's habits to break <sighs> all right I think I'm gonna do food because okay. I think that's the you know working out is one thing it's great it's wonderful but you know when people start going on these journeys and we talked about carbs last time but I oh I can't have sweets I can't have cakes yes you can yes yes you can I can have cake. <laughs> you not you, you I, <laughs> I, I, I just want to make sure I heard you clearly <laughs> I can it's, it's being recorded and ooh you know, so okay, not no we had this discussion <laughs> the 24 uh pack of the public's cookies you cannot eat in one night but you can spread it out though that's what I'm hearing over last a, time it took ooh. me a month I okay I off in a month that works. You can have a cookie a night. It's just a, not that sweet too. So if you want to have, like I had a little piece of cake today at work because it was um, someone's birthday. Nothing wrong with that. It was just a little tiny piece. You don't have to give up things you love in order to lose weight. I like pasta. I'm going to eat pasta. Am I going to eat it like I used to eat it and pile my plate? No, just a little bit. You can have all that stuff. Not 24 cookies, not a whole half of a cake. You can't do that, but you definitely can still indulge. You can have a cheap meal, people, a meal, not a cheap day, a cheap meal. Um, Once or twice a month. Meal. Yes. Okay. You can't just make a day of it. No. (laughs) You just gonna fuck up the whole day. No. (laughs) So yeah, people people think they have to just completely stop eating things they love and not 
be you you can still live a healthy lifestyle and still be happy when eating you know don't deprive yourself because when you start eating like that again you're gonna overindulge and then five pounds 10 pounds 20 pounds and then you right back where you started you know your butt sitting up on your shoulders like lord where is this coming from? <laughs> why is it so heavy <laughs> oh <laughs> it feels like it's dragging what is that? <laughs> like who is that behind me right. is someone trying to sneak He's up on me something. <laughs> got his own shadow oh god <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> well, that was nice. It was, um, I think this was a good one. Thank you guys for tuning in and joining us once again. And like, subscribe, share, shout out. Nikha, what's your page? Oh, yeah. Pages, so pages. Pages, pages. So, we, you know, we all got the Niger Nose page. My personal page is Nikha, N-I-K-E underscore 8201 that's where you see my head wraps my daily life my workout my funny shit or stuff i think it's funny then i have the head wrap page exclusively for head wraps which is rap queen 82 you can look at like the one i have on today you can see how to do this one yes she make it look so easy y'all it's not that easy yeah, I try. No, it's, not. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not see tori she with me it's not. <laughs> they'd be cute though once you figure it out <laughs> right right he's so cute <laughs> but it takes for those of us not as practice it takes us I already told her whenever I want to do a head wrap, I know I'm coming to your house. Yeah, I'm coming over. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. Tori? Oh, for me, it's at where I'm going. So where underscore I'm underscore going without G. And then my personal page is at Tootsie Roller 12. So, and I post on both. So personal stuff and no, no Tootsie Roll. Does it right? Oh, sure. <laughs> 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 no, no, just, just both pages um, hot spring visits, hikes. Um, my ins and outs you'll find on, on where I'm going, but also like, yeah, you know, check out my personal page, send me a nice DM, say hi. Yes, I will yes, usually hit. respond and say hi, 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 hi back. <laughs> Just don't get too wild. Don't be creepy. Don't be creepy. Don't be please. creepy, right. which yeah, don't be creepy. You will get blocked. You will get blocked or you will just get uh, just ignored. And laughed at because I'm gonna put it in the group chat and, <laughs> and be laughed at. So don't be creepy. Be, be nice unless I decide to go sideways and we can both go sideways. But oh that depends, on, that depends on who it is and that day. What we doing that day and how you yeah. feeling that day yeah. and how I'm yeah. feeling. Yeah, yeah. And how I'm feeling. Play it by ear. You can see me, Delion Fitness One. I'm also an Herbalife coach. All my information is on there. My link is in the bio. Again, everybody, thank you for tuning in with us for another episode of Niger Knows. Don't forget, Yay. like, subscribe, and Share. comment. Comment. Put, yeah. yeah. All feedback. Yeah. All, all the feedback. We need it. We need it. <laughs> yes. Give me all the feedback. Yeah, give it. Give it. Give it yes. to us. <laughs> And we'll all right, y'all. Ignore it. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> we'll, either, we'll either listen to it or ignore it. But <laughs> just send back it. welcome. And we will come for you. Somebody didn't make right. Oh on the yes. And, you know, I I know him, so it was a little bit different. So I felt a little bit more comfortable coming for him. But yeah. And yeah, because I joined in on that. One. Uh, okay, buddy, right. you sound hurt. You sound right. like yeah. Get out your feelings. That sounded personal. Hurt. That's not constructive feedback. No. That just sounds like you just wanted to say something. Basically. Oh God. All right, All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.